Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Today, it is the 8th of April, 2022, and a little bit late on this, but got a lot going on right now. We're going to break down last night's Nationals loss, 5-1 on opening day to the New York Mets, and look ahead to tonight, where Max Scherzer makes his official return as a player to uh, Nationals Park for the first time since he was traded to the Dodgers back in the summer of 2021. All that and more coming up on today's show. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, once again, everybody, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Not going to go as long as normal today. If you can't hear it in my voice, I'm a bit under the weather uh, as it is right now. Allergies. I'm sure a lot of you all, too, are suffering the allergies. Tough game to be in when talking is part of what you do for a living and uh, allergies come into play. We're sticking it out. I had to work all morning, uh, so not able to record a podcast, and now is finally able to. Not going to just like you know act like you guys didn't see what happened last night. Mets. Five Nationals won. Your winning pitcher was Tyler McGill. Your losing pitcher was Patrick Corbin. The Mets got two in the fifth, two in the sixth, and one in the seventh. Nationals got one in the sixth, courtesy of a Juan Soto home run. Let's get into all of it here as we do. Quick word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to Built.com today. That's Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15, for 15% off at built.com today. All right, so uh, last night's game, what is what is the really important stuff to, uh, to know? What, what do we witness? Well, uh, Patrick Corbin, while he was in the losing end, four innings, five hits, two runs, four Ks. You might say it's kind of old Patrick Corbin, but I think for a lot of us who watched last year and see, you know, saw just how real his struggles were, uh, sometimes from pillar to post in outings and sometimes – it was like, you know, you hit the fifth inning and it would be an explosion. Um, this was a positive step, in my opinion. I had people texting me last night saying, wow, Corbin looks really sharp. And yes, it was a short amount of time, but that's how a lot of these guys are going to go. Different spring training, they're going to ramp them up differently. He threw 76 pitches, 44 of them for strikes. I thought the slider did look sharp. He did have four Ks. Um, did have the uh, five hits last night as well. So I thought it was a mixed bag, but... Generally speaking, I thought it was an improvement on a lot of what we saw last year. I really do believe that we did we did see um, some improvement. But this this once again, the real measure of that is going to be as the season went along. Fastball still around the low nineties, about ninety one. I think I was seeing on that new Masson uh, look on, on the uh, on the scoreboard, which we'll get to here in a little bit. Ninety one was mostly where I think he was popping on that fastball. Slider looked really good, though. Slider was wipeout. It was effective. Um, I think there were some questions about third time to the lineup. It's kind of why they they got Corbin out of there when they did. But I think from that perspective, there was there were encouraging signs. All right? And look, they don't need Corbin to be lights out 2019 Corbin this year to win. They need to make sure he's building back towards that so – when they want to contend again, if they you know soon uh, next couple of years or at least attempt to be competitive again, he's in the right spot. He's in the right spot as a player. His performances are in the right spot as well. So 
obviously something that we'll be tracking Patrick Corbin's performances uh, last night on the wrong end of it. But still, it was only two earned runs that he gave up through the four innings that he worked. On the other side, I will say this. Got to give some credit while we're talking about starting pitchers. Tyler McGill was very sharp. I was actually surprised I didn't leave him out there for a uh, an extra, another inning, but I don't think the Mets wanted to get greedy. It's probably the right decision that they made. But that that fastball, you know, for somebody, I, I was not paying attention much of spring training to where Tyler McGill was. Fastball, man, was really good. I mean, that thing was up 98. He hit 99 on the gun last night, and McGill goes uh, five innings, three hits, six Ks, and, you know, set them up in a good spot. And once again, I thought he could have gone – an extra inning. That fifth inning, though, did go uh, – for the fifth, I forget what it was. Yeah, the the fifth inning, the bottom of the fifth, did go pretty long. So I think at 68 pitches, they were pretty content with performance. And how could you not be? I mean, he was really strong throughout. Uh, you know, and that once again, that fastball was on point. Um, the, the big moment for the Nationals came following his exit. So Trevor May comes in the game and – uh, it looked a little shaky, surrendered three hits, but you know the earned run he surrendered was a Juan Soto home run. I said this, I was actually watching the game with a buddy, and I said during the game, said they should walk Soto here. They should intentionally walk Juan Soto in this spot. If they, you know, they're really invested in just trying to make sure they can keep down lineup. They said, well, you know, it's a four-nothing game. You know, if, if it was a tie game, maybe it was a one-run game, maybe 4-0 game, why not pitch to him? I was, it's a fair point, right? My opinion was that, hey, um, you might let him start getting back in the game to give him some momentum. He said, well, you know, it's only one run. Uh, you know, it, I think it's fair both ways. I mean, even with the home run, it's fair both ways. It's the only run that they score. But also, too, it's like, man, I, I felt like the Nationals were actually, you know, thinking about a comeback, mounting a comeback at that point. So, I thought it was an interesting decision, and he one Soto turns on that ball and cranks it into right center field. Really cool moment. If you guys saw a kid got the ball, and the dad it was with him, he was corny, whatever you want to say, but he goes, "That's my that's my boy." You know, it almost reminded me of Harry Potter when uh, Cedric Diggory's dad was like, "That's my boy," but it was sad. But he was like, "That's my boy, that's my boy," pointing right at his kid, which I thought was hilarious and also a fun baseball moment. Opening day, it's back. We love it. It's a cool family moment. Good thing to see. So uh, I thought that was really cool. But, you know, in a game that was uh, offensively, you know, the Nationals were not there a whole lot. We'll get to more of that in a second. Um, Soto, man, just just turning on that ball and making that happen. One for three last night with a walk was the Nash, Nationals two-hole hitter and star one Soto. Pitching the rest of the way, let's get on the Nats stuff. So, um, you know, this was a year we talked about some guys – getting chances to show can they be a part of the Nationals' future. Well, I'm starting to think Austin Voth, we've had enough time. We, we, we've evaluated for a while now. Um, I think it's, you know, it's there's some clear signs that he might not be a part of this thing moving forward. It's tough. It's a guy the Nationals had some ideas about, but has not worked out for them. And so last night did not work out either. Two-thirds of an inning, uh, three hits, two earned runs, 1K. Andres Machado as well did not look very strong in the inning in his third. Patrick Murphy did work walk around, uh, work around uh, two uh, hits and throw a scoreless inning. Mason Thompson, though, throws the ninth. No hits, no runs, three Ks, 27 pitches. It did have to work a little bit. But Mason Thompson, man, 
This is a guy that, you know, I didn't want to give too much to too fast. Gave the ninth inning, but a, lose, a losing game. You know, they were down at the time. So I don't think that means they're going to give him the ninth inning in the future. But um, I, I think that, you know, it's an encouraging sign. That, that's somebody that in the future we're talking about, you know, hey, could this be a premier setup man uh, if, you know, if everything breaks right? Last night he showed a lot of that sharpness, the three Ks. So I would say on the encouraging side, the pitching side, while we're still there, Mason Thompson, definitely something that's encouraging to look at. And then the Nationals, um, they didn't get any hits the rest of the way last three innings. Ottavino, Lugo, and Diaz all looked pretty sharp. And so, uh, you know, they were able to kind of control the game um, in that in, in that sense. Not as many guys left on base for the Nationals. They left seven on base. It's not a, We saw much worse last year, right? We saw numbers that were a lot worse. One for seven on person scoring position. That's what the Nationals do have to improve. Let's get to that in a second. But first, one more word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online and BetOnline.net. You guys go to Bet Online today. They've got odds for baseball. They've got odds for basketball. They've got odds for soccer, hockey, F1, NASCAR, whatever you can think of. They've got at Bet Online and BetOnline.net today. Go to Bet Online. It's where the game starts. All right, so uh, hitting-wise, here's what you got. Just run through it. Hernandez, one for four. Soto, one for three of the walk. Cruz, 0 for four. Bell, one for four. Ruiz, two for four. Uh, Thomas, 0 for three with a walk. Franco, 0 for four. Escobar, one for four. Robles, 0 for two. All right, so a, a few things here on, on this on this point. Uh, Robles actually did get a job in a couple times, some sacrifice action. So, you know, execution for him, strong. Uh, he had a really nice bunt on the right side that moved a runner over. They did almost get Alcides Escobar picked off, but the throw was so far in time that Alonzo turns around a tag, and Escobar is, like, so dead that he's not even there yet. And Alcides did a good job getting around uh, Pete Alonzo to get back to first. So uh, I thought Soto last night, it was interesting to see McGill got him with that 98-mile-an-hour fastball up in the zone, but still with one for three, the walk, it's a home run. It's a good night at the yard for him. Tough night for Cruz, not getting uh, anything accomplished. But we, we have to go to K. Barrett Ruiz last night, two for four. Thought he was really good behind the plate, active. Uh, threw a guy out in the what was it, first, second inning. Um, first inning, I think, yeah, threw somebody out. Uh yeah, first or second, totally losing track of which thing it was. But throw somebody out, which was which was really impressive. Um, you know, hit hit the one out that he had early on in the game was a well hit ball to center, hits the ball to right field for a double. And this is a guy that uh, you know he's hitting. And Matt Wyrick made a point the other day on excuse me on Twitter where he said, "Look, it looks like K. Bear Ruiz is bringing his stick uh, to, to the regular season. He was hitting well towards the back end. He homered twice in two games." And so this is this is a guy that, you know, tempered expectations once again, but showing the right signs on both sides already in the first game. You know he got it in terms of gifts. Can you display it? Yes. Can you display it consistently? That's the next question. It's a game-by-game thing, but he played well. Let's keep tabs on that and see what kind of performance we get from K-Bert Ruiz, one of the two crown jewels of the Max Scherzer trade, from last season. So I think that's really the high point. If you want to note hitting wise back part of the lineup, obviously struggled, um, you know, wish we were seeing Carter Keboom, right? Wish that was the guy that we were seeing 
in this position at third base, but Michael Franco is the guy they have to deal with. He had uh, one play where he made a, a difficult play, kind of he had two of them where he was ranging, had to hit third, made the throw over, uh, and made the second one pretty well. So Franco did have a nice play that we saw last night. Obviously not the number one choice. Be interesting to see what happens. He's got, I think he'd play his way, you know, maintaining that position once um, once we see, you know, once we get Carter Keebum back into the swing of things, once we see that happen, that happen. But uh, D. Strange Gordon to another guy we have to look at, um, you know, not seeing action line up last night. So uh, this is this is an interesting now mix that you've got. And, and we'll see once again, one game, not enough to judge these guys, but uh, opportunities to prove yourselves aplenty right now for the Nationals. All right, let's talk about um, the broadcast stuff. So, uh, like, I thought Kevin Franzen was sharp last night. Once again, I had mentioned this when they went, went ahead and announced Kevin Franzen was going to be the guy who's on commentary. And I think one thing about this is he knows the division so well, playing for both the Nats and the Phillies, that that means he can give his perspective on everybody because he's played against all the teams, playing for two, now broadcasting for one. He knows everybody pretty well, right? So he knows the ballparks well. He obviously, the guy's got a good baseball mind. Talking last night, enjoyed a lot of his commentary, just kind of the X's and O's and stuff. And, and um, you know, I think that's where he might be a bit of a departure from FPFP. While he did bring great X's and O's analysis, felt like a bit more of a positive energy guy for the Nationals. And sure, you're going to get some of that from Franzen, but really just a good technical breakdown. Really good technical breakdown last night. And it was cool to see him. The, they showed the shots during the game, if you missed it, of him in the, dug, uh, him in the clubhouse all of the guys after that 2014 division uh, championship and, you know, all of the guys, uh, you know, winning the division, all the guys in the dugout or in the clubhouse and then pouring uh, beer on Dan Colco and just a cool moment. And, and he said, he's spoken about this a lot, that team had the best chemistry of any team that he's been a part of. Um, and so that, that's pretty cool to think. And that's, that's cool to, you know, that he wants to come back and be uh, a part of it in a way again. Uh, so, you know, I, I enjoyed that. The new box, at first, didn't like it. First thought, and then I'm like, I like this because we all know the old mess and box, man. It looks like it's out of 2010. It looks like they, they needed to give it a, a facelift, and I'm really glad they did. In terms of production value, still upset those guys can't go on the road with the team. Would love to see that. Uh, I know it's getting closer to actually, you know, less than five hours away from Max Scherzer making his return, but let's just touch on that really fast tonight. Max Scherzer is going to make his return to Nationals Park. He's going to do it uh, in a Mets jersey. Josiah Gray against Max Scherzer. That story writes itself. Max Scherzer is going against a guy that the uh, the Nationals traded for to trade Max Scherzer away. Things to watch. Uh, we need Josiah Gray to keep the ball in the yard, right? That's the that's Nationals fans. That is what you're saying right now. He has had a really difficult problem last season and in spring training with keeping the baseball inside the ballpark. So that's something to watch for Josiah Gray. And obviously, Max Scherzer, really cool moment with him returning to Nats Park. Let's see what it looks like. Uh, I'm really excited to see the matchup uh, back and forth between – or not back and forth, but just the matchup of Juan Soto against Max Scherzer, right? I think both those guys really want to get each other, just knowing that those two played together while each one was on the top of their respective games, in my opinion. I think each one of those guys displayed that they were the best in the sport at their positions – while they were playing for the Nationals. So let's look for that tonight uh, as well. All right, that will do it for the show a little bit uh, faster, as I told you guys. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at LO underscore Nationals. You guys can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.